You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the May edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. Taking a look at a front page story of the Crestone Eagle, Area 420 is shaping more than just the cannabis industry in Moffat. This was written by Kim Black. Scattered along Highway 17 are greenhouses dedicated to the cultivation of marijuana, an industry that seemed to explode overnight after legalization of the recreational use in 2012. The influx of cannabis growers to the San Luis Valley, SLV, has brought notable changes to our economy, population, landscape, and trajectory. The town of Moffat has seen these changes perhaps more than most with the arrival of one of the largest commercial cannabis farms in the state, Area 420. Spanning 420 acres across from the highway, the Area 420 Cannabis Business Park attracts independent cannabis farmers from all over the world who run small operations at the location. Their plans are, as a collective are to become licensed for centralized distribution channels and to be able to sell their product direct to market. Zoned for licensed commercial grows, marijuana-infused product laboratories, testing labs, and research facilities, Area 420 is an attractive prospect for anyone in the industry. In fact, owners Mike Biggio and Whitney Justice report that 12% of all licenses in the state come from Area 420. They boast that production is a fraction of the cost of other locations in the state and country because of the natural sunlight, low excise taxes, and licenses authorized by town ordinance. To Moffitt's mayor, Cassandra Fox, She quotes, Area 420 is bringing nothing but good things to the community, as well as possible solutions for the town. Increased tax revenue from the business park is planned to help fund Moffitt infrastructure, improve water and sewer systems, roads, and assist with plans for a geothermal power plant. The increased tax revenue from Moffitt comes from a 12 from a 2% marijuana excise tax and licensing fees. Growers also pay a 15% excise tax to the state of Colorado, which was approved by Moffitt registered voters. Allocating these funds to installing a water and sewer system for the town is a top priority for Mayor Fox, who says they are just at the beginning stages. The town is currently collaborating with BGO and Justice to improve Moffitt's multiple municipal wells by installing Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment approved distribution lines, chlorination systems, and wastewater treatment systems. The town of Moffitt and Area 420 owners are also collaborating to propose two 5-megawatt geothermal power plants for the area in attempts to solve energy problems. Grant money will be used to cover the exploratory portion of geothermal spots. Once located, investors can begin building. Advocates urge that geothermal power could connect neighboring towns and SLV communities. Appealing to cannabis tourism, a $17 billion market, according to a recent Forbes magazine article, is another goal for the business park owners. We want to generate millions of dollars for the town, says Bizio. 
Airbnb houses and community events with vendors and food trucks are all offerings to visitors. An old train car off from their communal gathering space is used to host their podcast show, and another dining car is planned to function as a state-licensed consumption lounge and VIP area. A double-decker train car is also being built into a dispensary. Lastly, Area 420 is having a dramatic impact on Moffat's population count and voter base. Since the town currently has no zoning regulations in place, growers can live on-site. Moffat's current population is around 120 people with 73 registered as voters. Mike Biggio says there are at least 100 people currently living at Area 420, with more expected in the coming year. The next census would include them, and if growers become registered to vote locally, the voter base would increase significantly. The changes brought by the cannabis industry have not been welcomed by all. Misaligned values and the stigma that marijuana carries have brought opposition from locals. This was evidenced during a name-change discussion of Moffat to Cush in 2022. During a town hall meeting, opponents voiced concerns that the name change would result in a loss of town identity, history, and heritage. Furthermore, not all locals want to see more development in their remote town. Higher tourism traffic, added infrastructure, and an increased population are all contributors to a rapidly changing place, perhaps at the cost of pushing some locals out. Mayor Fox encourages those with concerns to get involved and provide feedback. We are trying to grow together as a town, she says. She wants the local community to be a part of that growth and future. Unfortunately, participation at weekly town hall meetings has been slim. Fox reports, except for during the proposed name change. Moffitt needs more people to join the Planning Commission and Board of Adjustment to discuss these concerns. Longtime Valley residents recall that before Area 420's arrival, there was a small er marijuana growing presence in Moffitt, but nothing on this scale. From tourism to geothermal power and sewer systems, Area 420 impact on Moffitt stretches beyond just marijuana. Whether the changes are embraced or unwelcomed, the Moffat community must come together to guide the change. And we have some Crestone Performances news. New leadership steps in at Crestone Performances. Festival planned. Crestone Performances, Inc., CPI, has many exciting updates to share with the community. We are getting a fresh start this year with new Executive Director Lydia Sprouts and two new board members, Ariel Blackwell-Morrison and Nick Navaris of Mountainside Realty. These individuals share a history in event production and a passion for keeping Crestone a thriving community through the power of musical connection. They are looking forward to growing CPI as an irreplaceable community asset for intergenerational musical education, musical performance, and continuing the scholarship program for youth. In the future, they hope to grow the Crestone Music Festival and expand to create year-round programs for the whole community, including all-ages music workshops. CPI will be hosting a free Crestone Music Festival in Town Park May 28th from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. with an after-party at T-Road Brewing Company from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. It will be a small start for the new team with anticipated growth in the next few years. There will be a local song circle from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. 
If you'd like to play a three-song set, please show up at 2 p.m. to get signed up. We will follow with two headlining bands on the stage in the park and then move over to T-Road for the late night fun. Please join us and be a part of our fresh start. Contact Laura Enzer for vending opportunities. That email is mountainlaurelapothecary at gmail.com. In April, CPI hosted the Telluride band Birds of Play at the Crestone Charter School. They performed a beautiful set, and with the help of local musicians Lydia Sprouts, Ruth Macera, a.k.a. Zerafine, and Robin Chestnut of the River, Arkansas, hosted an instrument petting zoo. The kids had the help of an expert guide to try out an upright bass, guitar, harp, mandolin, banjo, and a flight of percussion, percussion instruments. The kids and artists were delighted. The, the, and CPI looks forward to bringing many more experience-based and educational events like this to the schools and adults of the Valley. Congratulations to our recent scholarship recipients, Hallie Van Walligan, Eddie Bernal, Ivory McManny, and Ezekiel Fontenot. Scholarships are open to 6th through 12th graders for purchasing musical instruments, music lessons, art supplies, and art classes. It is CPI's hope that everyone applies as it is not a need-based scholarship. It is offered to anyone who has a desire to grow in the arts. Details are available on our new website, which is CrestonePerformances.org. Stay tuned as Crestone Performances grows, evolves, and expands. CPI is looking to grow as a community, so please reach out if you are interested in volunteering, sponsorship, or partnering as an educator. And we have an article written by Karen Barbie about community news, Strength in Numbers the many programs that help community members. I am standing 10 feet off the ground on a platform, facing a tree trunk with my back to the open air. Those below me say, go ahead, encouraging me to free fall backwards into their outstretched arms. Closing my eyes, I let myself go backwards and downwards, landing in what feels like a bed of feathers, but is actually 20 arms interlaced, ready and capable of catching me. To do this activity, I had to trust those below, those hands and arms waiting to receive my weight. Imagine if it was only one person waiting to catch me. A fall like that into the arms of one person would hold much more risk of hitting the ground. That's the way it is. There is a strength in numbers when we work together toward a common goal. Even the strands of a rope show the same attribute. One strand alone has less strength than many that are twined together. Crestone and the Baca Grand are a community with many programs that help to serve others, to catch them, if you will. Uh, each program has a unique purpose, and yet together create a strength of care for those in the Crestone and Baca Grand area. Some of these programs include Neighbors Helping Neighbors, NHN. NHN supports the well-being of households in crisis and attempts to stabilize their situation. Their website is nhncrestone.com. Crestone Energy Fair As listed on their website, the Energy Fair's vision is to be a leading model and global leader of sustainable and regenerative living practices by hosting hands-on workshops, educational seminars, symposiums, and online materials. 
Their website is CrestoneEnergyFair.org. Crestone Energy Exchange, CEX. This group formed to expand upon the work of the Crestone Energy Fair and currently works on the following projects. Crestone Free Box, Community Meals, Firewood Program, and the Sawatch County Mindful Land Use Group. Their website is CrestoneEnergyExchange.org. Care and Share Food Program. The core purpose of this program is to bridge the gap between hunger and abundance. Their mission is to provide food, partnering opportunities, and education to fight hunger and food insecurity in Southern Colorado. Their website, website is careandshare.org slash locations slash crestone dash food dash bank dash mobile dash food dot pantry. La Puente Food Bank. The Food Bank Network offers fresh produce and healthy options for individuals and families. It is more than just a box of food. It gives people their own choices while getting the most abundant and nutritious options for their budgets. The Coalition of Food Pantries strives to address the immediacy of hunger and access to food in our local communities. Their website is lapuentehome.org slash food-bank. Free Food Friday. A variety of foods are distributed at the Baca Grand Library from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every Friday at 67484 County Road T, Crestone, Colorado. Their phone number is 719-256-4100. Baca Grand Lend a Hand. The Baca Grand Property Owners Association's Lend a Hand is the new kid on the block and still in its early stages of development. The Lend-A-Hand program is designed to be a hub for volunteer work, both for those seeking help and for those interested in providing that help. The motive and energy behind Lend-A-Hand comes from the idea that each person in the community matters, has something to contribute, and at times needs a helping hand. Lend-A-Hand is working to make it easy for its members and surrounding neighbors to connect and help each other as well as supporting the work being done with the Baca Grand Association. This program is designed to strike a balance between giving and receiving by asking two questions. How can I help? And what do you need help with? It is understood that each person can give in different ways and that by offering even the smallest effort of help, others will benefit. Baca Grand Lend a Hand is in essence neighbors carrying a caring about how their neighbors are doing. It also has the purpose of seeking volunteers who can offer their skills and expertise in a voluntary capacity, supporting the Baca Grand Members Association with work that benefits all members. Baca Grand Lend a Hand began in February with the first focus on establishing a recycle program, which is slowly taking root. Volunteers are needed to receive the cardboard and aluminum and then take the cardboard to be bundled and the aluminum to Alamosa. Additional volunteers are needed for the Baca Grand Association committees, painting, and bu painting the building for the food bank, cleanup days, friends of the green belts, fire mitigation, and trail mitigation. The Baca Grand Lend a Hand needs the energy of the people of this community. Your ideas are welcome. How can we help? What are you able to offer? Please call 719-256-4171 or go to the website bacapoa.org slash lend-a-hand-hub. 
And now turning to this article written by Zayla Pearson Good, SLV Creative Readers, Leading Our Children to Success, One Book at a Time. We learn by reading, says Sawatch Native and Community Advocate Laura Abeda, in response to disheartening stories of local high schoolers struggling to read and youth with limited vocabularies, Abeda and KV Estate Secretary Tina Groom joined forces to develop a weekly reading program, SLV Creative Readers. Groom is a retired sheriff's officer, mother, food bank volunteer, and secretary at Lazy KV Estates. She and her husband have lived in Lazy KV for almost 10 years. Abeda, born and raised in Swatch, has a passion for helping local youth fulfill their dreams. She is vice chair at Succeed, chair of the District Accountability Committee for Mountain Valley School, secretary for the Historic Preservation Commission in Swatch, and a supervisor for a local health clinic. Because poverty levels are high across the San Luis Valley, Abeda and Groom believe our schools are under-resourced and that children need supplemental academic support. If we start with a reading program, it will touch every aspect of education, Abeda says. Empowering our children to read, the organizers believe, will also equip youth with the skills they need to achieve their dreams throughout life. Young readers from across the valley are invited to weekend meetups hosted at the centrally located Lazy KV Estates Clubhouse. Overlooking the KV Estates Pond, a bright room filled with sunlight welcomes children into the clubhouse. Ideally, the cozy space will provide a nice, structured atmosphere where kids feel safe and can make their fears of education known so that we can work together to grow as readers, Abeda says. Groom adds that this is a place where kids can relax and enjoy a book outside in the sun or wherever they feel comfortable. At the SLV Creative Readers Group, the needs and desires of children lead Abeda. Uh, sorry, at the SLV Creative Readers Group, the needs and desires of children lead. Abeda and Group work with each child and parent to design a reading program that will help the child meet their goals. Fully vetted volunteers give children one-on-one reading support and work to make a positive atmosphere for learning. In addition, parents are asked to supplement the program with at-home, structured reading time. Progress is then tracked with reading logs. The group currently is open to preschool to 12th graders. By hosting children of all ages and backgrounds, the reading program aspires to bridge the social divide that many feel across the SLV. We want to show that it doesn't matter where you live. Everybody is equal, and no child is left behind. What matters is how you can communicate, says Abeda. In addition to inclusivity, creating an atmosphere of respect and neutrality is a top priority at SLV Creative Readers. Abeda and Groom want to make kids feel a sense of togetherness and safety in their educational journey. Groom explains that we want kids to leave their troubles at the door and focus on the single task of improving their reading and, in turn, themselves. Ideally, the space will allow children to feel comfortable sharing their educational or personal concerns that they may not feel safe to share elsewhere. Abeda and Groom credit the collaboration of the community and their resources as a main factor in the reading program's success. The reading group relies on the time and expertise of volunteers. So far, their team of volunteers consists mostly of retired Sawatch residents who also volunteer at local schools. They are currently taking on board a teacher from Center and aspire to continue growing a diverse network of skilled volunteers. The readers group also needs more young readers. Please reach out to lazykvhoa at gmail.com 
or that's an email address, and another email address, abeta.laura, that's A-B-E-Y-T-A dot Laura76 at gmail.com to sign your child up or to offer your assistance. Additionally, the Reader's Group is looking for support in the way of donations, children's books, pens, markers, reading pillows, and other supplies to enhance the reading experience. As a branch under the KVHOA nonprofit, Groom and Abeta are also looking for grant writers to garner additional funds for programming. Also operating under the HOA nonprofit is a community garden and food bank. Groom notes, we are really trying to make a more family-oriented community at the KV Estates and are especially looking out for our elders and children. Encouraging children to see their worth as strong readers and learners is at the heart of SLV Creative Readers. Together with their team of volunteers, Groom and Abeta are determined to close the gap in education that they feel exists across the valley. The kids are one day going to replace us in the community, so we want to give them opportunities that we didn't have as kids, reflects Abeta. Now turning to regional happenings, Pint and a Half with Don Richmond, Friday, May 26, an intimate singer-songwriter performance with the sound and soul of a full band. Valley Bottom Rio Trio, Saturday, May 27th, Alamosa Parks and Recreation and San Luis Valley Great Outdoors are partnering to host the third annual Valley Bottom Rio Trio, an adventure-style triathlon race within the city of Alamosa. This fully chip-time race will feature a 5K-plus run, a 2.75-mile paddle on the Rio Grande, and an 8-mile trail gravel road bike ride. Participants will be given the option of doing all three legs of the race solo or as part of a three-person relay team. Bring your own boat. An outdoor award ceremony, lunch, and local beer librations will take place following the race. A children's adventure triathlon ages 6 to 11 will take place after the main event. Visit the website www.riorace.com for information and registration. Garden Protection and Beyond, Saturday, May 27th in Crestone. Join us for a day with Farmer Bob, local expert gardener and creator of Farmer Bob's Microbe Bar. This is a great class to make sure you are all set for summer gardening. Topics will include soil preparation, timing, and succession planning, soil food and plant nutrients, drip irrigation, irrigation, homegrown cannabis growing for health and pleasure, and more. Plus, participants of this class will be able to purchase some of Bob's microbe cocktails that are specifically made for the best health of soil and plants. We are asking for a $30 to $75 donation for this one-day class. Grow food, save money. Contact Goldie at 303-903-0968 or email oesdirector at crestoneenergyfair.org for more information. And T Road Brewing brings special events on the 27th, Saturday the 27th, is their anniversary party with live music. And on Sunday the 28th, uh, they are hosting the Crestone Music Festival after party at 8 p.m. And yes, Sunday the 28th is the Crestone Music Festival. The festival will be held at Town Park in Crestone. On Sunday, the 28th, as mentioned, and it will be from 3 to 10 p.m. With the after parties starting at 8 p.m. at T Road Brewing. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at 
www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.